When it comes to keeping an eye on your business, Bay Alarm brings the best, like networked video surveillance systems so you can view your security cameras from anywhere. It's one more way we keep our eyes on what you prize. Because if your security is not the best, you're not secure. Go to bayalarm.com slash KNBR video for a special offer to all new business customers. Now more than ever, Bay Alarm, ACO 28CCL 880138. Great, and we'll talk to the new catcher for the Giants. And then today's a huge day, six picks starting at 2 p.m. Today's a monster day for Far, excuse me, Farhan. But, Copes, you and I were talking during the break, and some of the stuff didn't hit you right. Yeah, it right? pissed me off a little bit, honestly. Uh, the 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 upfront statement about Cap, like him, him prefacing everything he's saying by, well, I don't like the guy, then I, I'm not sure what the take is and how we can take you seriously on a legitimate – like, I get that he was there, I get that he was interviewing him, but my take is, is he's saying, I, I understood the message – but I didn't like that he talked down to us or that he sneered at us or looked at us media like we were pigs. And I'm going, dude, this is the white privilege thing we're talking about. This had nothing to do with you. Basically, what I heard him say was, I hear his message. I just didn't like how it made me feel, which to me is no different you. than being I, I, upset. That I'm, I'm just telling you what yeah, my perception yeah. of this, yeah, and I yeah, think that there are yeah. people that share this thought, that really peeved me that he's going to say, look, I don't like this guy, but here's my take on, on what he's doing and why I don't like it. And it's because it made me feel bad. I and, I, and I'm like, that's yeah. that's then then this is exact. This is square one for what we're talking about. What this yeah. message is. Yeah, I hear you, and I'm glad you said it. And uh, but what I want, I'll just counter with this, and I do agree with you to a certain degree on that. That at a certain point, some people just don't want to hear the media bitch about. Man, that guy wasn't an easy interview. I, I've got I've ever since I was a print reporter, people be like, I don't care. I'm here to watch the games. I don't care. I'm here to yeah. watch the games. But um, and I understand that, and I get that. But I'm, but we are just representing sort of the human part of the interactions. And but I would just add that that, that is a colorblind take. That uh, we have had, I've had extremely unpleasant interactions with white athletes that piss me off, and I, <laughs> and I rip them. And I've had, you know, and then you have things like Kaepernick, and you rip those guys too. I remember, don't you guys remember my one of my famous rants? We should call Joel Shookman. This is hilarious. Talk about a shout out to the country club crowd. I went on a rant on Davis Love the Third once on the PGA Tour once because he was like treating us bad, and I was like Davis Love, what you doing? I was ripping him. I was telling Joel, I was like, you know, but he was like, dude, we've calm all down. dealt with that, right? Say again. As, you know, when you're, we've all dealt with that when you're, yeah, interviewing yeah, athletes so, that there's some that are really bad. So <laughs> I understand what Copes is saying because it's you know we're talking about a guy who is on the forefront of a black activism movement. I think what I said to Copes during the break was, I think the word maybe that. Lowe's saying and that, I, that others who were upset with Kaepernick in 2016 would say he was, he was immature. He was immature. Like Ali, and, we talk, and again, it's not apples to apples. I'm not saying every activist has to say the same thing. And, and I see Kaepernick. I, I bet Kaepernick would tell you, because what, what am I doing? I'm looking at a sea of white faces holding their notepads who are going to feed the, the system for their corporate owners. You know, he would probably say that, and I get it. That's, you know, like I said, I, I'm half, you know. I wish I came back as a 1916 rebel at the GPO, right? So uh, I get the rebellious part of him, and I and I appreciate it. But he, other athletes and activists have used the media. You can use them for your message. You know, you can. Yeah. You, you, now it's you know again, it's two different ways to go about it. I always hear that you know MLK and Malcolm X were two different sides. You know, MLK was nonviolent, right? And Mark yeah. Malcolm X said. By any means necessary. Right? Well, that's there are like there's a lot of different ways to get your message out there. So you know, and and how you know how that's executed is entirely up to the individual. But you can think of a guy like Richard Sherman who gets a lot of really thoughtful stuff out there. But it's mm-hmm. not like it's mm-hmm. not like the way he does it is not combative. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he's just about the message first, not about the. The method, maybe, well, as Paul, much. I would, I would counter in saying that like Kaepernick was not combative. He took a knee in silence during the national anthem. Like that. That's my issue. Is is I now we're he, now we're I, back I, to I, telling people how they have to protest. No, I don't I like don't, that you had an no, attitude. No, with you're just me evaluating. He, he, no, he does no, it's his not like that. You, you right. I wasn't commenting that's on all. the protest. I'm just, because I think here's one thing about Kaepernick that's interesting is that his. I think Murph, and you can speak to this with me or disagree, whatever. If you if you feel that, but don't you think Murph? And I'm, I'm talking to Murph specifically here because we were doing the show together at that point. But don't you think that like Kaepernick's personality changed over time? Like he he wasn't. Um, I mean, combative might not be the right word, but he was not. He didn't have that kind of like that kind of. Uh, prickly personality when he was a younger player, like when he first hit the scene. I don't remember him being that way. I think it kind of no question. Remember when he was seen? His, um, yeah, 
Well, listen, the kissing of the biceps. Remember, wasn't there a, a picture of him with all the pillow? Uh, the, those wasn't there a picture of him on his couch with like a cut out of his head and everything? Remember that one? Wait a minute! Wait, 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 wait! Run that what? Sort of. What was remember? That? He was like there was like a picture. Somebody sent him like a throw pillow with his head on it or something. Yeah. He, there yeah. were times when he was coming off as very. He was in love with himself. The you know all that. Like vain. And you're right. It changed. It changed. Yeah, no, and I think it did. I think that's a reasonable thing to say. There's like, a lot he, of people who've speculated that his girlfriend changed it, but I can't. I can't confirm or deny mm-hmm. that. I don't know. But um, the point of the matter, and what Lowell said very clearly, was that he was. He's being vindicated by his times. Uh, he's yeah. being. Yeah, I mean th- that. So I think, and I don't know. Maybe in the end, maybe just saying you don't like the way it delivers a message. Who cares? I don't know. You can just say that. Who cares? Like Copes is saying. I saw KC send in a text. He's very upset, too. Um, I get it. But, Kaepernick, I'm just saying it's interesting. I guess I'll end it with this. Okay. And we get Spike Lee was on this this morning. I want to get to that. That It's interesting that he, like that, I told you that poster of MLK and Ali and him. I saw that. I don't know. It's just a meme somebody made. It's not like a poster. But I was thinking that those are different guys and different messages, and that's fine. Everybody's different. But he wasn't nearly as – as eloquent or forceful or memorable in his words or in his message. In fact, his message was often muddled with the I'm not voting and I'm wearing a Castro T-shirt. Um, the, people are like, wait, what? You know what I mean? Like Ali and and Harry Edwards and those guys have been very forceful with their words, very intense, very out there, very educated. There was some reason to question whether or not Kaepernick knew what he was talking about with the Fidel Castro stuff. That got him in hot water with the Miami writers, you know? Yeah. They were like, yeah. whoa, dude, you're talking about a guy who's, you know, jailed thousands and, and oppressive and all that. So so I would just say that uh, it's it's trippy. Is that is that a is that a word? Trippy? <laughs> it's trippy that he is now, you know, seen as this icon when I think some of the other guys uh, put in – I don't know, maybe put in more work or what's the word? I don't know. They were they were all black from talking. the day they were born, Murph. They were all black from the day they were born. And with all due respect, like I the the this this isn't trippy to anybody who's black. This isn't trippy about a message or or an icon or what he stood for or knelt for when he did it six or four years ago. Like the, it may be trippy to people now who are coming around. It's not to me. I stood by this and I was I was down with this when it happened. And and Muhammad Ali was not viewed as some deity when he did that. Right? No. Like Muhammad oh, Ali no, he was, was hated. He was hated. He was hated. Martin yeah. Luther King divided a lot of people. This is be, this is like in the scope of retrospect. Now he's being viewed this way because, as Lowell said, what he predicted came true. But I, I like I, I disagree with the trippy because now people are waking up and and the light is coming on. This has been the same for black people and for Colin Kaepernick from the day he was born. There's no building good equity and good faith with this. He did that being born with brown skin. That's what happened. Right. I think here's another argument is that he didn't. And this is it's credit to him. We all grow and change, but he. This was a message he came to later in life. He wasn't an True. activist Fair earlier enough. on yeah. in his in his career and all that. So, True. again, he. <laughs> again, this is such a sensitive topic. But I understand. I just thought it was worth exploring. Maybe it was a bad decision to explore it at all. Uh, I'll wear that if that's my fault for having Lowell on to talk about it. I thought it was interesting just to analyze Kaepernick's evolution as a person. As uh, as we view him through the media, as we view him through the public, as we view him through the country, I mean, it's just it's to me it's fascinating because he was here and he did it all right here, and we saw it happen. And I just wonder, like at the at the end of 2016, when they finished two and 14, if we talked about his message or movement, what we would have said then versus what we say now, just you know how it's changed through the years. How as Lowell himself said, he's been he's been vindicated as far as a guy who was bringing attention to something that has proven to be a bigger issue than a white America ever realized. Mm. Um, so ultimately, like I said, he's, he's, he does belong on that poster with those guys. I mean, to you, Cap, uh, Copes, does Cap belong on that poster with MLK and, and Ali? I got no issue with it. I Like, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to put him in the same, in the same boat as, as uh, Martin Luther King. I don't know that we're getting a holiday off or anything like that, but, 
Um, as far as what he stands for and what he represents, this is the biggest civil uh, rights movement in the history of, of the planet, right? This is the biggest thing we've ever done, and he is a focal point of this four years after he took a knee. So when we look back, he's going to be in history books talked about as a civil rights activist in the way that we talk about MLK and the way we talk about Muhammad Ali, probably closer to Muhammad Ali than MLK is where I am. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and it, he ha- you know what's also interesting is that he hasn't said a word in the last 10 days. Yeah. I don't know what to make of that. Well, that's consistent, Somebody's... though. He hasn't spoken really in year, literally years, in a public way. So should he? I mean, again, I know I can't tell. That's him what a to good do, question. I mean, that's would, entirely up. Would to it help? Him. Yeah, but that's that's the question, right? That's the ultimate question. What do you think, Cope, about that? Honestly, like, what's your take? Should should he? Is it not his responsibility? Would you like to hear from him? Like, what what do you feel about that? I think it'd be cool if we heard from him, but yeah. I, responsibility. I think it's everyone's responsibility. He said his piece. Like, what more does he have to say? What, what else does I mean, he have to say know. to you? It's the same message. We've been saying it for years. What else does he have to say? Well, I mean, you can say that. So Stephen Jackson shouldn't say anything. Uh, Stephen Jackson, you know, knew George, Stephen Jackson knew George Floyd. That's a little bit different. Well, no, These guys are guys who are speaking up. Copes, what do you mean he said, said his piece and move on? I didn't We're say living he said our his, lives. I didn't say he said his piece and move on. I said, what else are you looking for? You need to hear from him. You need to hear him out there and, and have the message refreshed in every day and somebody hears that's never heard before and somebody looks at him differently that they looked at four years ago. I think, you know. It would be amazing for the movement if he spoke. Okay. I, I agree that it would be amazing, but again, I'm not saying it's absolutely necessary for something to happen. Yeah. I'm saying no, I, I was that's, just my, that's all I'm you. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to know if you would like to yeah, hear from I, him. I think or everybody if would love to. Yeah. Or if it's not of the most – because, you know, the first thing you said is, you know, what else does he have to do? And there could be a lot of people that feel that way. Like, well, he already did his thing, and we need to hear from other people. And that's – you know, it's valid. It's really – it's up to the individual, well, no I guess. there's no right answer. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? There's no right answer. Everybody's got, everybody's got opinions on this. Everybody's got – and uh, yeah, and as we've said all along, white Americans just should just shut up and listen. Yeah, just shut up and listen. But again, if it was the wrong idea to talk about Kaepernick, that's on me. I brought it up. Um, I just wanted to kick it around. How interesting it is to go from 2016 to 2020. Right. And obviously, I think the scoreboard. If you want to go scoreboard, Kaepernick won the system zero. That's the <laughs> bottom line. Yeah. He he's like, yeah, this is what I was trying to tell you. And at the time, I supported his move. And at the time, uh, and he's and he looks great now in terms not great, but he looks uh, justified now in terms of that. And the idea of policing his tone or his maturity or his behavior maybe is just not a productive thing. So it'd be good if he we won't came, do it. It'd be good if he came <laughs> on the show again, though. I, lo- I mean, selfishly, I'd like to get him on our show, obviously because we have had him in the past. But I'd like to get him on the show really first and foremost to see where he comes down on the whole uh, Pauly Mac open or close casket. That'd be the big that'd be the big I'm just riffing. I'm just trying to Well, riff I thought you were going to say Pauly, no, you want to see him on the show to get the to get the scarf or to get the neck uh, the neck no. sweater back there, No, so. no, I just want to know like where he comes down on like the Pauly Mac open or close casket and like do, you know, Broadway and Battery, Giorgio's, all the relevant questions. Do we uh, do we even talk baseball next, there, buddy? I don't even know. Do we? We're talking. Yes, we uh, do. What do we got? Shulman, right? Hank, Patrick Bailey. Oh, Patrick Bailey's Bailey. next. Yeah, we're talking. Totally Bailey. different topic. Of course, totally we're talking different to topic. Bailey. Totally yeah. different topic. Patty Barrels next. Okay. On KMBR one hundred four five and six eighty. The Sports Leader. Murph and Mac podcasts are available now on Spotify by searching KNBR. The Sports Leader. Traffic is sponsored by Coit Cleaners. Call Coit for a healthier environment and get 40% off. Coit cleans air ducts, carpets, natural stone, tile, and grout, and more. All backed by Coit's satisfaction guarantee. That's the Coit commitment to you. Call 1 800 for Coit today. Coit for a healthier environment. Call 1 800 for Coit or go to Coit.com for details. From the Chilton Auto Body Traffic Desk, westbound 4, watch out for delays as you try and get uh, up towards the top of the Willow Pass in Antioch. Right around Hillcrest, there is a crash blocking the left-hand lane that has traffic backed up there about a mile. And then a little further along, westbound 4 near Leverage, you're trying to clear a crash there out of the left lane with slow going from Summersville Road. Also in the North Bay, westbound 37, right before Highway 121, report of a car off the roadway. Traffic is slow as you approach that scene. And southbound 101, a jackknifed van pulling a camper is blocking the right lane north of Windsor River Road. Traffic squeezing by in the left lane. It is backed up 
beyond Arata Lane. Into San Francisco, just a minor delay. Metering lights now off at the Bay Bridge. This traffic is sponsored by Tri-Counties Bank. Tri-Counties Bank provides service with solutions and easy access to it all with nationwide surcharge-free ATMs plus technology to bank from anywhere, anytime. With 14 Bay Area locations, switch to better banking. TriCountiesBank.com. This is Brian Murphy for the Junior Giants Car Donation Program. I get to see how Junior Giants changes kids' lives every day. Junior Giants is an award-winning program that teaches life skills to boys and girls in Northern California. And when you donate your car, your donation supports local kids right here in our own communities. And donating is easy. Just call 800-818-5223 or visit us at jrgiants.org slash cars. Hi, it's Jenny from your locally owned and operated Bassett Furniture Stores, here to tell you we are open. At Bassett, we believe in safety, style, service, simplicity, and satisfaction. Our showrooms are clean and safe. You can visit our stores, call us to schedule a private shopping appointment, or set up a virtual appointment. Our talented designers are here to help you design one room or an entire home. Our custom programs are all made in America and available for delivery in 30 days. Let us show you what we can do. Go to BassettFurniture.com or call any of our Bay Area stores. Men, are you frustrated in the bedroom? Campbell Men's Health can restore your confidence and performance without oral medication. Call 408-532-5675. That's 408-532-5675. Using the latest in acoustic wave technology, Campbell Men's Health uses an FDA Class 1 cleared device to remove blockages and fibrous scar tissues that impede blood flow, the main cause of ED. To schedule a no-obligation consult, call Campbell Men's Health now at 408-532-5675. Locations in Campbell and Monterey. It's one thing to be stuck in your house due to COVID-19. It's another thing to be stuck with a house. We've got good news for homeowners listening throughout the Bay Area. John Buys Bay Area Houses is still buying houses. More importantly, we offer sellers a completely virtual selling process that maintains social distancing standards. Sell your home now. Call John today and get a cash offer in just seven minutes. Call 510-426-5000. Can't collect rent? Not a problem. We buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses as well as vacant houses. We buy houses as is and in any condition. If you own a house and want to sell it fast at a fair price, call John Buys Bay Area Houses today at 510-426-5000. Sell your home now. Call John today and get a cash offer in just seven minutes. Call 510-426-5000. That's 510-426-5000. 510-426-5000. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Former NFL All-Pro Pat McAfee has no filter. I'm tired of being fat shamed, AJ. Get the NFL experience you won't hear anywhere else. From current players, Pat and his buddies. He's only saying this because of the last dance saying that Michael Jordan would have been a great MLB player. So LeBron is coming out saying he could have been a multi-sport athlete. Those haters are wrong. I think LeBron was just... Listen and subscribe to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Free. Wherever you get your podcasts. Download your free window replacement guide from Marvin at ReplacementMadeEasy.com. And now, 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 time for the Protect Your Assets with David Hollander Business and Technology Report. Video game companies now allow console users to purchase and download games via the Internet. And to do that, you need an account. Well... That opens things up for security issues, and now Nintendo is reporting that 300,000 of their customer accounts have been hacked. The company first discovered the breach in April, revealing that hackers had been using Nintendo Network IDs without permission. So far, Nintendo says only a small number of hacked accounts were used to make fraudulent purchases, but they are urging users to change their passwords. The coronavirus spike is worrying Wall Street. The Dow is down 1140 points. The S&P is off 115. This has been the Protect Your Assets with David Hollander Business and Technology Report. Concerned this recession will ruin your dream retirement? Learn more. Listen to David's show every Saturday morning on KNBR or call 1-866-PROTECT.
The pick is in. Who will Giant fans be rooting for a couple of years from now? With the 13th pick of the 2020 MLB draft, the San Francisco Giants select Patrick Bailey, a catcher from North Carolina State University. Whether they're speaking in tongues, or talking sports, they're back. They are Murph and Mac on the Sports Leader. Available now on your Google Home smart speaker. Just say play KNBR. Well, I hope our next guest, Patrick Bailey, knows that he's he's coming to a Giants loving town here. Uh, once we get those guys back on the field, hopefully Patrick Bailey, the catcher out of North Carolina State, will be uh, fully indoctrinated into the franchise of Willie Mays and Barry Bonds and Willie McCovey and Tim Lincecum and Buster Posey and Madison Bumgarner. Patrick, did I did I fluff it up enough there for you? Uh, welcome to the uh, morning show, the KNBR morning show, the Murph and Mac show in San Francisco. It's Brian Murphy, Paul McCaffrey, and Bonnie Jill Laughlin. And congratulations, young man, on uh, achieving your dream. Welcome to the show. Congrats. Yeah, thank Congrats. you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Did you, when I was throwing those names out, at any point last night when you were tossing and turning, think about the legacy and history of this franchise? Yeah, it's pretty cool to just be a part of the organization. Looking forward to getting to know it more, and um, yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, so, well, tell us a little bit, man. we got to get to know you. Uh, uh, born and raised in North Carolina, whereabouts? Uh, what's home for you? So, born and raised in Greensboro, North Carolina, um, Went to Wesleyan Christian Academy in high school, and you know, went to North Carolina State. And um, me and my fiance just got an apartment here in Holly Springs, about twenty minutes outside of Raleigh. So nice. Uh, does that mean, by the way, NC State? That means you got to have some love for the basketball situation in the ACC, right? We got, we're hating Duke and Carolina, right? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Boo to uh, the Blue Devils there. Um, I read some good stuff on you, Patrick, and it is. it seems like at a very young age you knew that baseball was going to be your life. Um, I, I read the story about the academy that was opened up near your house and how as a seventh grader, I think, you were over there and you, over there almost every day. Tell us about a little bit about that. Um, when you knew that just baseball was it for you and, and showing up every day at that local academy. Yeah, I mean, it was huge. It was about a minute from my house, and I was actually homeschooled at the time. So I'd get done with class or school about 1 o'clock and then head over and, um, you know, just hang out with the guys that did lessons there um, and hit and whatnot. And then probably the biggest thing for me was the owner of the academy, Scott Bankhead. He would do pitching lessons, and, um, you know, he'd get college guys to come down and, he didn't really want to catch him, so he called me to come catch him up. And so, you know, at seventh, eighth, ninth grade, I was, you know, catching the college guys, and you know, that was a huge deal for me at the time. And um, I think that just started just kind of the love for catching and um, love for baseball. Yeah, man. Well, listen, we know because I coach a lot of youth baseball. The kids who want to catch. Those are the kids you want on your team. Those are the gamers, and that's you. Yeah. That was young. That was young Pat Bailey. Um, and that story blew my mind because I have a kid who's just finishing sixth grade. He's going into seventh grade. Uh, Patrick, I can't see putting him in the squat with ninety-five cheese coming out of him. You know I mean? How did you yeah, do that? Yeah, that's. I don't know. I mean, I just. I guess it was something <laughs> that just always kind of came easy to me with, um, you know, catching and. Um, you know, I'm thankful for that because, um, you know, it's a fun place to be back there. Yeah, and how, what was your uh, – what was maybe the the most intimidating guy you caught at the, back then, 7th, 8th, ninth grade? Was there a guy you were like, oops, this guy, he's bringing it? <laughs> yeah, there was there was a couple local – I think it was more high school guys at the time, like high school seniors that were committed to Carolina and State and some of the local schools that were – you know, low 90s, and, um, you know, when I was in seventh, eighth grade, that was bringing it a little bit, so, but it was fun. Uh, make sure to wear your protective equipment, my friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Patrick Bailey is the voice you hear on the What's that, I'm sorry? 
I said, get those tools of ignorance on there. Yeah, very good, very good. Uh, Bonnie Jill, you wanted to check in on the uh, the college situation, right? Yeah, Patrick, you were drafted by the Minnesota Twins in the 2017 draft, but decided obviously to fulfill your commitment to NC State. How hard was that decision at that point, you know, to not sign and instead go to college and work on your game? Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest, at the time it was pretty easy just because, um, you know, I came in with my number that – I was getting it I was signing if I wasn't I wasn't so (laughs) I ended up not getting it so I was able to go to NC State and you know very thankful that you know that's the journey God had for me and um, you know I think it worked out really well yeah the NC State then uh, good baseball right ACC baseball is um, as good as it gets does that mean you guys played Georgia Tech right yeah yeah we've played them a few times so did you ever cross paths with Joey Bart your new teammate yeah, we played we played a home series my freshman year um, against Georgia Tech, and uh, I remember playing against Joey. I think he tore us up that week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now you know you, you 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 were there in the crouch watching them stride up to the plate with that big bat, yeah. and you're like, "How do I pitch this guy? How do you pitch Joey Bart, <laughs> Patrick?" I don't remember to be honest. I, at that time, <laughs> I think our pitching coach was calling it. And, Whatever he was calling wasn't working, so we'll go back and <laughs> do the opposite of what was going on. So, uh, Patrick Bailey, the voice you hear, the Giants' first-round draft pick, and congratulations to the young man on this great achievement here. And uh, we just got to get a team going, got to get the game going again. Uh, in fact, yeah. do you have opinions on that, Patrick, on, on terms of when you can finally see the team? And did Michael Holmes, uh, the scouting director, tell you when you can actually make contact with the team? I have no idea. I haven't heard much. I assume they're probably still getting their next picks locked in, and um, hopefully we can hear something shortly. And, um, you know, hopefully we can hear something more about the big league stuff going on. Patrick, have you have you been to California? Have you traveled to the West Coast? Um, I've been in the airport flying out to Japan, but that's it. I've never been outside of the airport in California. Wow, we got to show you around, man. Uh, by the way, Japan, was that good. with the national – was that with the national team? Yeah, yeah. Man, how was that? Any other any of those kids on those team get drafted yesterday too? Um, yeah, quite a few. Um, and I, I think that's probably the coolest part is being on that team and just kind of building the relationships with the guys, and then you know seeing them get picked up is always really cool. That is cool, Patrick. A few more minutes here with Patrick Bailey, NC State catcher, uh, drafted by the Giants. Um, you mentioned um, the pitching coach and you joking about how to pitch to Joey Bart. One of the things I read about it is that at a very young age, it seemed like you took this this job so seriously. Did I read you had 40-minute sessions with your pitchers before games, even as far back as high school? Is that right? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about 40-minute sessions, but we would have, um, you know, at NC State, we would do just some um, review on the – team before each game and series with my pitching coach and then we kind of talked to our pitchers about it and just kind of have a game plan about going about how we want to attack the team i get the sense that that's the part you love right the whole thinking of the game and the thinking of attacking a hitter yeah yeah i mean i love that i try to take a lot of pride in that side of the game and just working with pitchers and you know trying to get the best out of them and you know just building those relationships and respect and trust with them is you know, really important to me and something that I look forward to doing. Uh, so obviously catching is your love, Patrick. If you had to play another position for a few innings uh, a couple years from now and Gabe Kapler and you are closing out on an NL West title and he, he needs some innings at first or third base, could you do it? Yeah, I can do it. It's been <laughs> a while, but give me some reps out there and we'll see how it goes. And then in terms of the hitting, uh, switch hitting, you told the story to the beat writers that uh, you, you became a switch hitter at age 11. That's pretty amazing. Uh, you want to tell us that story? Yeah, so for the guy I was getting catching lessons with at the time was, I don't know how accurate it was, but he said the second fastest way to the big leagues is a switch hitting catcher. So, you know, I was hitting right-handed at the time. I was like, all right, well, let's give Lefty a try. And, you know, I broke a few tees here and there, but – finally started to figure it out a little bit and um here we are so uh switch hitting catchers throughout history is there one you looked at or a, a kind of a you know kind of followed um not really i mean there's some switch hitters in general like 
you know, Chipper Jones and, you know, it's kind of taking the swings of two different swings. And, um, but I wouldn't say like a switch hitting catcher in general, just kind of a switch hitter. You know who, you know who one is, uh, that he's going into the hall of fame this, uh, this summer, Ted Simmons. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, give him a buzz, shoot him a text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, Patrick, uh, you know, the idea of, of, you know, the path you're going to take. I mean, in, in terms of, do you have a goal, like, you know, the big leagues and, and how much of a dream this was? I mean, you, you see yourself playing in the big leagues in San Francisco. Have you seen the park on TV and, uh, and, uh, and looked at the dimensions of the park and just kind of dreamed of that day you make it to the show? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was incredible just to, you know, get the call last night and, you know, have that dream and that goal kind of started, yes, last night. And, um, you know, be looking forward to getting out there with the organization and, um, you know, work on some things and get better to where I can develop into a big leaguer and, you know, play in San Francisco for a long time. And by the way, if you put one in the water from the left side of the plate, your nickname from NC State could carry over to San Francisco. Is it cool with the whole patty barrels? Is that cool? Yeah, that'll work. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. All right, Patrick. Uh, go enjoy this time with your uh, fiance and your family. And uh, obviously, you're going to see six new teammates, right? You're going to f- start following the Giants' picks, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, go enjoy the day, man. Thanks for coming on the Murphy Max Show. We'll see you down the road, maybe in Scottsdale next February. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much for having me. Course, there he yeah. is, Patrick Bailey from right, welcome NC to, State. Welcome to San Francisco. Welcome to the Giants. Yeah, Country boy, guys, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, it's not Find the first to come through here. We've had our fair share, man. Yeah, he's like bum number two, right? That's totally. I was going to say, is there a little bum garner in there? <laughs> a little bit. A little yeah, bit. A little of, bit and a little bit totally. of posy. A little bit of posy yeah. with the, the quiet kind of reserve thing. Whatever. Yeah. Just give me the <laughs> ball. Right. They are quiet and reserved. Right. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good stuff. Hey, the Murphy Mac Show is sponsored by Marin Health. Marin Health, your gateway to better health with an exceptional medical center and more than 150 primary and specialty care doctors in clinics throughout the North Bay. Henry Shulman to give us the beat writer view next on KMBR 104.5 and 680, the sports leader. This is Murph and Mac. Stream us on KNBR.com through your smartphone or desktop. We are the sports leader. Businesses are starting to bounce back. But what if you could do better than that? What if you could adapt, deliver, and succeed in new ways with new customers? At Comcast Business, we want to help you not just bounce back, but bounce forward. And now, with one of our best offers ever, we're committed to helping you do just that. Get a powerful and reliable solution with Internet, Voice, and Security Edge for only $29.95 a month for three months with a two-year agreement. It'll help you stay ahead with a network you can count on. Stay connected with 24-7 support and thrive with flexible solutions that work wherever you are. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go online today to find out more. Comcast Business. Offer ends 7 2020 Restrictions apply. Limited to new Comcast Business 100 megabits internet, one voice mobility line, and security edge customers. Early termination fee applies. Equipment, installation taxes, and fees extra. Subject to change. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. To learn more about our programs and to donate. Go to carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. Pickup is quick and easy. You'll also get a vacation voucher and maximum tax deduction. 1877 Cars for Kids. K A R S Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Also accepting boats, motorcycles, RVs, and real estate donations. New at Safeway, try the Impossible Burger. It cooks like ground beef, but it's made entirely from plants. Find it in the meat department. Just $5.99 for a 12-ounce package. Plus, this week, get premium seedless grapes, red or green, for just $1.48 a pound. 
Ladies and gentlemen, how do you distract everyone from your inability to compromise on an MLB season? Each and every day that goes by, we lose the capacity to play at least one game. Have yourself a draft. Please welcome the newest member of the Orange and Black. With the 13th pick of the 2020 MLB draft, the San Francisco Giants select Patrick Bailey, a catcher from North Carolina State University. And today, Papa and Lund talk draft and more with the author of 24, The Chronicles' John Shea at 1130. Followed by some NFL chatter with former VP of officiating, Mikey Rollbook's Mike Pereira at 1230. And finally, no, we won't be moving on. It is our duty to keep systematic racism at the forefront of our collective minds. We press on on the sports leader through your smart speaker. It's as easy as saying to your Amazon Echo, Google Home, or Apple Pod, play KNBR. Time now for your KNBR Half Past Headlines. Sponsored exclusively by GKV Capital, a leading investment portfolio management firm. Hear the GKV Capital closing bell update today at 3.15 p.m. on the Sports Sports Leader. I'm Bonnie Jill Laughlin with your Half Past Headlines. The first round of the 2020 MLB draft was last night. Commissioner Rob Manfred spoke before the draft and is confident that we are going to have baseball this year. I'll be disappointed that we're unable to reach an agreement that allows us to play more games. Um, but you know what? I think at the end of the day, the most important thing, and I'm not buying into your number of 48, the most important thing is that we play Major League Baseball in 2020, and I can tell you unequivocally we are going to play Major League Baseball this year. And two days after driver Bubba Wallace called for NASCAR to ban all Confederate flags at racetracks, the organization did just that. NASCAR said in a statement Wednesday, the display of the Confederate flag will be prohibited from all NASCAR events and properties. Those are your half past headlines. Back to Murphy Mac. Murph, Mac, Bunny Jill, Copes, and the Water Boy continue. This is the KNBR Morning Show on KNBR 104.5 and 680, the sports leader. All right, we are continuing to, uh, well, bounce back between several different topics today. We haven't really gotten into the Confederate flag either. That was heavy. That was crazy, crazy uh, a moment in uh, American cultural history there, which we can get into uh, as the week rolls on here, uh, but we are talking Giants baseball because Pat Bailey is the name. We just talked to him. Paulie, quiet kid. Quiet yeah, kid. a little <laughs> bit. A little bit. Uh, but God bless him. A <laughs> little bit. God bless him. He's, yeah. uh, he's a first-round yeah. big league draft pick, so yeah. uh, that's what it takes, right? He's all work. Uh, Henry Shulman, of course, covers the Giants for the San Francisco Chronicle. And, Henry, we, we first of all, good morning to you and continued wishes for uh, health and safety and sanity in this uh, tough time here. Uh, and, hey, same and, to you guys. Yeah, thanks, Henry. Thanks on the UMA guest line here. And like you said in your story, and, and as we wake up this morning, it was when they drafted a catcher, you said, wait, what? And then I guess later on you're like, oh, okay, here's how it could work. Uh, yeah. Can you explain maybe to some people who are still saying, wait, what, what you think Farhan was thinking? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we're all we're always skeptical when they say, we're going to take the best player available regardless of position. And we all kind of roll our eyes and go, yeah, right. Because, I mean, last year they said that and they drafted, uh, you know, six, uh, what uh, nine hitters out of their first ten picks in an organization that really lacked any kind of decent bats. Um, but this year they, they really did seem to do that. I mean, the farm system is stronger now than it was last year. And um, they, they wanted to get the guy that they felt was the best uh, ball player they could take among the ones they had left and uh it, it, it's interesting this is the second year in a row that uh they picked a guy who michael holmes who's the giants uh, amateur scouting director who came from the a's uh, had known or seen for a very long time and it just kind of goes it goes to show you that um it, it, you really the, the draft process is not really a 365 day cyclical thing one is one is over then you so you start looking at okay who's going to be you know who could we start looking at this year? I mean, uh, Michael Holmes lived um, in North Carolina. He actually just moved uh, after his wife died last year. The Giants' scattergraver moved to Atlanta. He lived 15 minutes away from where um, this kid went to high school and saw him all four years in high school, all three years in college, uh, just as he saw Hunter Bishop uh, with the A's uh, when he was with the A's. Uh, Holmes saw Hunter Bishop for years and years, going back to high school. 
so that's kind of uh, an eye into how the draft works. And if you, if you follow these kids for years and years and years, you kind of get a sense of who you think really has the best makeup to be a major league ball player. And, and this is where the, you know, this is where they spun the wheel and it landed. Yeah. And, uh, Patrick Bailey is the guy now, um, one of the, one of the things that's been brought up is the DH, um, uh, as as sort of I don't want to say fate accompli, but I, I was almost hearing it that way last night. Like, well, with the universal DH coming, you know, they can put Barta DH or da da. I'm like, wait, what? So uh, Henry, can you illuminate us on that and how far down the road it is? And are we just asleep at the wheel if we didn't realize it's coming? Um. I mean, I think it's been obvious that the DH was going to be used uh, this year if there, if and when baseball is going to be played because, um, you know, the, the oddity of how the rosters are going to be built. Uh, and uh, they want as many, you know, they want as many players to get as much time as possible uh, on the hitting side. Uh, and it's just like, uh, you know, what's the old cliche? You know, once you shut the barn door or open the barn door, you can't shut it again. The animals are all loose. Uh, yeah. I like animal metaphors. Um, yeah. And, uh you know, I mean, once you have the DH, it's going to be hard to go back. And you have a CBA coming up, and uh, the DH is something that the players really like uh, from a negotiating standpoint because uh, DHs usually are higher-paying jobs than, you know, say if the 26 man on the roster uh, is going to be, you know, some kid who just comes up uh, and making $500,000 a year, obviously DH you're going to sign more likely to be somebody who's going to make a million, two, three, eight, nine. It's hard for me to see the DH coming back or coming into the National League this year and ever going away. Man, oh man, that's um, poof. I don't know, Henry. What do you think? You well, I mean, I've that. never been a fan. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a fan of the DH, uh, but you know, um, you know, I look. I mean, I'm a dying breed. We're a dying breed. We're of a certain yep. age, uh, yeah. and um, I mean, it's just one of those things that I mean, there's of all the things that you can. Uh, kind of stress over, uh, in, even in your baseball life, not in regular life, it, it's something that's going to happen. So, you know, you might as well uh, roll with it and get anxiety over something else. Damn. Just got, Paulie, we just got beaten into submission. That yeah, he wanted more resistance, yeah. I think, Henry. Yeah, yeah. But that's but you're <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, Henry's right, though, Murph. It, uh, you can't fight City Hall, as they say, and that's kind of what this is, right? It's coming. It's coming. Man. Actually, and I, I, I don't mean to be flippant about this, but you know now what we're seeing with some of the protests and uh, some of the changes that are being made, it's actually I think it's actually easier to fight City Hall right now than it is to fight the wave of <laughs> maybe that's the right part to fight City Hall. Yeah, yeah. maybe slip in a little anti DH message into the whole yeah. thing here. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, it's going to happen, like you said. So there you go. Do you think this in any way? And here I am going to be controversial, Henry. Do you think this in any way speaks to their evaluations of Joey Bart? You know, I mean, I thought of that. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's possible. I mean, Joey, uh, he has a great bat. And, and uh, I mean, I think the bat plays in the major leagues. Uh, so I think that's fairly obvious. Um, he, he's, he's learning how to be a good defensive catcher. One of the things you saw with, you know, Buster Posey, Buster was the whole package. Uh, I mean, he, he still is it, it, the best defensive catcher in the game, if not one, if not one of the best, the best defensive catchers in the game. And I think that the Giants, as well as other teams, have seen how important that is. And I'm not saying that Joey Bart can't be that guy um, on both sides of the ball. Uh, but um, this kid, Bailey, his strength from everything we understand is, is defense. It's calling the game. Uh, it's, it's receiving. It's throwing. And, um, you know, it, 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 they all going to learn new positions. This is what Farhan said yesterday. We want all of our catchers to know another position for versatility. Uh, but if you're like, looking ahead two years down the road, if both of these guys are three years down the road, if both of these guys are on the same team uh, and there's a DH um, and uh, you know there's a catcher, I, I think it might be more likely, all things being equal, that Bart would be the one who's, who's DHing on, on those nights when they're both in the lineup or, or could be playing first base. Um, that's kind of the way I'm kind of skewing in my thinking right now. But there's so many of those like, 82 things that could happen between now and then, and one of them could be that one of these kids gets traded. Man, how about that? You know, I mean, since, honestly, if you're Joey Bart last night and you're just like having your dinner, you're like, wait, what? Huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could be told, hey, yeah. listen, talent is good. It's got it. Like, if you're Joey Bart last night, you're kind of walking around going, what a minute, what about, you know, he's got to feel a little off, a little put off. Yeah, I thought I thought about that. And, you know, one of the questions I, I 
wish I had asked uh, on the Zoom call last night with reporters was, you know, do you, do you even call Joey Vark? You can pick up the phone and go, hey, look, you know, uh, we drafted a catcher. Don't don't worry about this. This is not any, anything to do with how we feel about you, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, and in fact, they were talking about Joey Bart actually making the opening day roster this year, and, and that might even be even more likely with um, – you know what? If they have a third, was it going to be a thirty-man roster maybe to start the season plus a taxi squad? So I mean, I think he'll. You know, he still has his chance. He's still a couple of years ahead of Patrick Bailey. Uh, and again, so so many things can happen. But yeah, I, I, you know, I imagine that had to have been, have to have been a little bit of, of like a huh. Yeah, there you go. All right, hey, hey, before we go, the the ongoing, ever-present, daily question about baseball this year i mean we could ask you every day and get a different answer based on what manfred says or tony clark says or what a player tweets or whatever but you know yesterday manfred said 100 percent guaranteed we're playing baseball we had Dwayne kuiper on you know every tuesday thursday he said really did he did he check with tony clark on that <laughs> oh, um yeah you know well, he, doesn't have to, he doesn't have to check with tony clark on that i mean if he wants to institute uh, a 50 game season which is what they're talking about he has that right whether Tony Clark agrees to it or not. They, the March agreement gives Manfred the right to say, we're going to play, and we're going to play this number of games. The only thing is that if he imposes it for however many games it is, then he has to pay the players um, their entire prorated salary. So this is why they want to have a negotiated settlement. And what I've seen the last couple of days, a few days, is the rhetoric is toned down. And usually when the rhetoric tones down, and even when you just hear less and less out of the two sides in terms of specifics, that's when things sort of get down get down to real business. And it just seems like the offers and counter offers are coming a little more quickly now. And I think to, uh, after the draft tomorrow, I think uh, baseball is going to come back with another offer. Manfred said it'll be, um, you know, a lot more money for the players than the last one. I movement toward the player side. So I think within the next week or so, there's either going to be an agreement or um, we're getting to the point of the calendar where there's, there either has to be an agreement in the next uh, several days, week, or whatever, um, or, or else they'll, they'll end up not being able to start in uh, about the 10th of July, which is when they want to start. So I, I see something coming in the next within the next week, maybe have a spring training that starts around the 20th of the month, um, 21st, whatever, and then a season around the 10th to the 15th of July starting. Okay, well, from your lips to uh, the baseball gods' ears then, Hey, Henry, just totally self-serving question. As a guy who likes to read baseball writing and likes to read you in the Sporting Green and everybody, do you know what the media situation will be? Will the writers cover the games? It's a good question. Uh, yeah. I think so, yeah. Uh, the uh, There have been on these ongoing side negotiations, and not really negotiations, but sort of discussions uh, among the 30 Major League media relations staffs uh, and the Major League Baseball officials in New York who are sort of in charge of communications. And they've been coming up with their – they've been having their own discussions. Uh, nobody hears about it because nobody really cares. But um, uh, but they're going to come up with some sort of way for us to safely cover the games. Uh, and uh, it might be a limited number of press. We're not going to be able to talk to the players in person. It will all be done uh, electronically, I'm sure. But there will be a spot for us in the ballpark. All right, yeah, I need my scribes, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> all right, Henry, gear up for six new bios you're going to be writing here, six new giants. This is a huge draft. I mean, to me, I said this to Kerry Crowley yesterday, Henry, that like since Farhan got hired, this is one of the most important days. You know, I mean, this is this is yeah. his next oh, no decade, question. right? Yeah, no question. Uh, you know, any draft for a team that – you know, is rebuilding, and it makes you. It makes you think back to like what was it, 16 years ago, where the Giants purposely uh, signed uh, Tucker, the outfielder. Uh, they, they purposely signed him a day before. If they had waited a day, they would have been able to keep their draft pick under the rules at the time. But they signed him a day early on purpose so they'd lose their first round pick and wouldn't have to pay for it. You know, mm-hmm. pay a bonus. I mean, the organization has come a long way since then. Yeah, good stuff. All right, Henry. We'll look forward to the coverage today, and uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Hank. All right, you guys. There you he bet. is, Henry Shulman. Yeah, and guys, that's the other part we didn't even bring up. I meant to bring Which this is, up earlier in the show, but I don't what, know, we were the probably Bart talking thing? about uh, Which thing? Uh, Fort Worth and George Strait uh, <laughs> about Joey Bart. Yeah, about him, about how he how he got yeah. this on his phone. It was like, you know, I'm sure he's securing himself. He's a pretty confident, young man. Well, yeah, but Murph, that's like you, that's like you waking up this morning and being like, oh, by the way, Jeremiah drafted a new morning show host. He's we just got to get this kid some reps. <laughs> Buddy, you'd be. I think a, that, 
I think that I think that eight. That's already happened. Yeah, no. right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, but I, I feel you, dude. I, and by the way, dude, I, I got to say, with this pandemic and everything we've been going through this year, it just feels like who I, I personally feel. Maybe it's just because I'm getting old, or I am old, or whatever, or maybe not. Maybe all of us feel this, which is. I'm tired of waiting for stuff. Like, I'm waiting for baseball. I'm waiting. Is there going to be football? Is there going to be basketball? I don't want to wait for Joey. But I'm going to come up with my own category, Murphy, with the whole metrics kind of moving in baseball. you got your bibs. Mine's going to be – it's going to – it'll be t- Murph. T-S-W-F-B. Okay. I'm all maxed out on my T-S-W-F-B. Which of course, is? that's time spent waiting for Bart. <laughs> my time spent waiting for Bart. Copes, you feel me on the TSWFB? I'm, I'm t- good, dude. My buddy and I used to come up with analytic stuff like that all the time, and that's a pretty yeah. good one for the fans. What's your what? Give me the acronym again. TSWFB. That's my time spent waiting for Bart. That's yeah, pretty darn good, buddy. Yeah, pretty darn good. Uh, well, you don't have to wait for sports. We got golf on right now. And Copes, by the way, Copes is riding. Copes has action going. How about that? Multiple. No, multiple. Course. Uh, Multiple wages. Uh, well, I don't think Shofley and uh, I don't think Shofley or, or Webb Simpson have teed off yet. My guy Ryan Palmer already finished this morning, and uh, how do he do? Nah, not great. He finished even, but he was three under early, and uh, and Justin Rose right now is on fire. I think he's seven under to lead the, uh, the field right now. And are you? Is he involved in any of your wages? No, I don't have Rose on anything. The payout wasn't good enough for Rose. I knew that DeChambeau was involved in one of yours, and he's five under. He's what five under. He's tied for third. I'm still waiting for Webb to go against DeChambeau, so I'm uh, I'm in I'm in decent shape right now. I wonder how Gentleman Jim's doing up there in his little isolation. He's group. not on yet. I don't think. I don't because oh. right now I'm just watching on PGALive.com. Oh, okay. Like, through NBC okay. Sports, but uh, I think the I think the CBS or the Golf Channel, whoever has it, the broadcast starts later this afternoon. So here I am. I'm going to go uh, obscure uh, <laughs> obscure. Uh, it's not a Woody Allen story, but you remember the guys? Remember the famous quote of. Uh, uh, John F. Kennedy, there we go, JFK, baby, Yeah. Uh, who, who was uh, had a dinner for all these Nobel Prize winners, and he said this famous line, a very clever line, he said, this is the finest gathering of intellectual power under the White House roof at one time, with the possible exception of the night Thomas Jefferson dined alone. It was like, oh, that's a great line. So I'm going to say right now, Nance alone in the booth, buddy? It's the greatest collection okay. of sports broadcasting talent under one roof in history. All right. The day Jim Nance broadcast alone. There you go, buddy. We, there you go. Thank, thank you, Coach. I needed that. I thank needed you, that, Barry. buddy. Uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah. going for my gentleman Jim love. That's all. Just totally, throwing gentleman Jim totally. some love there, baby. Uh, okay. Wow. What a morning. Jeez, we were yeah. all over the place, right? I mean, from Bailey to Kaepernick to Cone to Kuiper mm. to. Dude, don't forget, Florio was coming here rolling bombs, too. Florida yeah. was rolling in smoke bombs on Aaron Rodgers and all that. And the know? English beat. And the English beat. Yeah. yeah. And there was some Jimmy G. Don't forget, there was some Jimmy G hits yeah. early on. I mean, what's a Murph and Mac show without somebody taking a shot at Karabs? I, I tell you what, though, I'm still going to stand with him. I know, as we as you guys want to drive him to the airport me and just too. kick I'm him out of the you. car. You know that, Polly. Uh, yeah, Bonnie Jill's going to stay with me, too. We're going to make sure that uh, Jimmy G feels loved because Copes and Murph are busy trying to book flights for him out of town and drop him well, off dude, at right, SFO. Right, right after Florio yeah. was on, Paulie, I said to Murph, yeah, down I, know the line, I said, I said you, you ready for Rogers, dude? And he said, I, I don't know, man. And I said, the frown and the beard and everything, dude, it's coming. Oh, you ready? Face, you know, Aaron Rogers Rogers show. Like, Murph, yeah. are you really ready for the Aaron Rodgers show with Murph and Mack? I'm, 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 I'm ready. I'm just out here looking at what's going on. That's all. I'm just what, looking that at what's your going team on. Yeah, okay. Here's a little thing that alarmed me. It was Chris Sims in his little – T- t- uh, quarterback rankings. Okay, don't he's let doing a this Sims right influence Twitter. you, dude. You can't let a Sims influence Bro, you. Anybody who's, of the whose Sims initials are on Kyle tree. Shanahan's calf? Okay. Yeah. Did you close. you do know that right? Very close with coach. That is you nuts, know, isn't it? I don't know, know what that. to say about that. I, I really don't. I, the only thing I'd like to do with that is rearrange that to, uh, to and alter it and just have it like I'd spell above it. Copes. I would just add another S and an I and a K, and I'd somehow make that into the Kiss logo because I don't know how else to really kind of well, validate. He just ranked. A, he just ranked Jimmy G as the twentieth quarterback in the NFL, and he talks to. He probably texts Kyle every minute. Uh, here's the three. He's he's doing it little by little here. It's it's right now on his Twitter feed at C Sims QB. His number nineteen was Derek Carr. He's putting Derek Carr ahead of Garoppolo. Okay. His number eighteen is Josh Allen in Buffalo. Josh Allen ahead of Garoppolo. Now we're getting crazy, dude. Wait a second. Hold on. Big time potential. Top three arm strength in the NFL. Rushing ability. Gunslinger mentality hurts, but improved in accuracy. Somebody help me. Can't wait to see what he does with Stephon Diggs. Bonnie Jill, you want to help me out here? I mean. Josh yeah, Allen? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Number 17, he has Philip Rivers. Doing? 
Philip Rivers. Well, I mean, a one time. I mean, God bless Phil I mean, Rivers. Phil I got a lot exactly. of respect, but he's he's an old man now. Let's not, you know. Hey, by the way, I, I just guess saw everyone this. forgot, Paulie, that we went to the Super Bowl. Right? Nobody it likes that. Sense. Nobody yeah, likes no, a first no. year under center going right to the ball. Oh, dude, Everybody you know, hates it. You know, by the way, the, it's not like Joe Montana never threw a pick, Murph. That guy, you, you not listen, in the, not in the postseason, not, not in the Super Bowl, not in the Super Bowl. No, that's fair. But he threw plenty. I mean, dude, you gamble. Listen, whatever. We're gonna tell. I'll tell. When we sit down, about to drop a bomb on Bonnie Jill here on our way out. Did you see they got Lady Antebellum? See that? They just put out a statement an hour ago. They're changing their name to Lady A. No joke. Oh, yeah. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It says here uh, that's uh, in a move inclusive of all. We're listening and watching, and we're changing our name to Lady A. See? Man. Okay, well, I got to tell my cat that her name tell is Tell your Kate. cat. Tell your cat. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, it, is kind of a, it is kind of a mouthful there, Bonnie Jill, isn't it? Way too much. Do you call her just Lady? I just call her Lady or Lele. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't so call it's unaffected. You are unaffected by the move. Yes. You know what uh, I mean? <laughs> we'll talk tomorrow. Oh, you got us Nate Boyer tomorrow, right? Yeah, Nate Boyer is a friend oh, of mine. Cool. Come on. Nice. Yep. That's awesome. He'll be That's good. at 9.30 tomorrow? Yes. Okay, we'll do it. Have a good one, Bonnie Joe. You guys okay, stay see safe. Okay, see you later. Take care on KMBR 104.5 and 680, the sports leader. You're listening to Murph and Mac now on 104.5 FM. This is KNBR, the sports leader. As an essential business, Terry's Tree Service has been servicing clients along the 586-80 corridor for over 30 years. Terry's Tree Service provides a complete range of tree services for residential, commercial, and industrial clients. Don't let these challenging times stop you from doing your part to keep your home and community looking its best. Call 925-820-TREE or visit them at terrystreeservice.com before June 14th, mention KNBR and receive 15% off all services of $500 or more. Visit terrystreeservice.com today. Why do we call it small business? Why not agile business? Nimble business? Dance circles around the big bulky behemoths business. UMA Office, the small business phone solution, has a virtual receptionist to direct calls to the right extension and a mobile app to help you answer while away from the office. About all that's small really is the price, starting at only $19.95 a month. Visit UMA.com, that's O-O-M-A, or call 866-840-8792 to find out more. UMA, the phone your small business deserves. These are unprecedented times which are causing a lot of stress and financial worry for millions of Americans. But here's some good news. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, Optima Tax Relief can reduce the stress in your life by helping you resolve your tax debt right from the safety of your own home. Make no mistake, you don't want to ignore the IRS right now. They can take your paycheck and everything you work so hard for. But with Optima on your side, you may qualify for help that saves you thousands. Their tax professionals specialize in the Fresh Start Initiative. One of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau and has resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for taxpayers across the nation. So now's the time for tax help you need, for tax help you trust. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-259-8642. 800-259-8642. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Prepare for some serious delirium. Serious delirium. Murph and Mac are back on KNBR 104.5 and 680. And on your smart speaker at home, just say play KNBR. All right, what a day, huh? Wow. You know what I mean? Crazy day. I yeah. uh, hope everybody enjoyed the conversation, which at times is raw and honest. And, uh, you know, and uh, having Lowell on stirred some feathers for sure. Mm. Um, I I hope it was the right decision. Maybe it wasn't. And, uh, and you know, it was interesting to talk about Kaepernick and the man, the message, and how it's evolved through the years. Copes and I were talking about during the break that I think ultimately history becomes a very macro thing. Like the the small qualities of a person get forgotten and the big qualities emerge. Yeah. And I think history will be kind to Kaepernick in the sense that if you want to nitpick his Miami Dolphins hat or his Castro T-shirt I agree or, with not, you. or not yeah. voting, I agree with all that. of those things are legitimate little micro-criticisms, but the macro is what gets remembered. Yeah, it's the big that, message he'll be yeah, remembered yeah. for is his message, yeah. And that's what, that's what happens. Because, I mean, there's, as somebody texted in, they're like, there's no, no protester has ever been perfect. You go through anybody's closet, you're going to find stuff. Right. And uh, so what you remember is what's the takeaway, you know? What's the, what's the, what's the big picture? Yeah. And, uh, and Kaepernick on the knee will be the picture. So, yeah, man. Uh, that'll be, that's, uh, that's what gets him onto that, that poster with 
Ali and uh, and any other athlete activist through the years. Stop running from the truth. Stop running from the people. Actually, you know what? I talked about his uh, his uh, you know lack of eloquence with the media. That was yeah. pretty damn. That was pretty good. That's maybe his there, best, buddy. dude. That was maybe his best one. But that's yeah, also as as Lowell was saying. That's maybe that's a couple of years after, right? That's that's yeah. having touted the message for a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, that's man. True. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we'll put it this way: we know Kaepernick's a better speaker than. Well, I shouldn't. That's mean. I was going to say something. I don't know where you're going, so I'm I can't. I'm going to back off. I'm going to back Yeah, off. just stand down. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know what, Polly? Sometimes yeah. the best take is the one you don't give. Every you know? now and again. I'll tell you, every now and again, you got to stand down with a riff. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is yeah. when you talk for four hours, it's hard yeah. to stand down, right? No, I know. Uh, no. By the way, 415. <laughs> just to, here's yeah. the one that just wraps it all up, starting from okay. 557 this morning to now. Yeah. Copes, are you giving Jimmy G a ride to the airport in oh, shorts after he helps you move? Oh. Pretty All strong. Right. That's somebody who was here at 5 a.m. or 5.58 this morning. That is somebody. Who, we always got to appreciate somebody who ties in a thread from 5.58 to oh, 9.59. very much. God bless him or her, <laughs> whoever it is. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Copes, good luck with your bets, uh, Polly. We will go tomorrow, and uh, yeah, Nate Boyer is going to join us tomorrow. And we got six Nate Boyer. Giants picks, six, six more picks, and we're going to have Giants that just picks. overall general Friday morning vibe, which is always good too. And Polly's, we're going to check Polly's sabermetric on TSWFB. TSWFB, that's my time spent waiting for Bart. And I feel like I've maxed out my, my time spent. So, There's yeah. probably a few people standing at the Rockridge station who have have their TSWFB who are like, yeah, it's about 10 minutes late today. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Yeah. Papa and Lund. Cheers, right. Copes, Waterboy, right. thanks for all the cuts. Thanks, boys. Papa and Lund starting right now on KMBR and KMBR-FM, San Francisco, the sports leader. Shine on, heel on. Rock on. Thanks for my life. Yeah, find the love and share it.